Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. And I want to talk about daddy issues. As you know, uh, Father's Day was literally just yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast, on Monday, the day after Father's Day, which coincidentally was also uh, Juneteenth crazy how those holidays came together on the same exact date uh, this year. So there was a lot <laughs> that I was processing uh, today with just just the fact that both of those holidays uh, came on the same day. But let's go ahead and get into this episode because I want to I wanna talk to you about just some things that I have been processing in regards to my father, my experience, my journey, uh, my self-care, my healing, all of that stuff. And um, I want to talk about this because, you know, a lot of us, we either used to or we are currently walking around with these deep, deep, deep running, uh, what is it, like daddy wounds, daddy traumas, things like that. And um, these wounds, this this lack of healing shows up in literally every single part of our lives. Now, before I get into this episode, I want to invite you, like I did before, um, and this, if this is your first time listening to the show, I want you to know that really the point going forward, as much as I can possibly make this happen, is I want this time that you and I spend together to be more so like uh, just a time of settling in, uh, leaning into your spirit, respite, um, slowing down. So, if you are not working, if you're not driving, of course, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, girl. Keep your hands at 10 and 2, 10 and 2. <laughs> Does anybody drive with their hands at 10 and 2? Because I know I certainly do not, but that's, I guess, a conversation for another time. But if you're at home, if you're at the park, if you're uh, doing whatever, you know, take some time with me. 
take some time with me to slow down and just be and just to listen and tune in to yourself into my voice okay while we uh, talk about this together and if this uh, topic is triggering for you then girl by all means please I invite you to go back and listen to uh, I have probably over 125, 50 podcast episodes that hopefully at least one or two of them current ones uh, speak to your spirit. You're more than welcome to, you know, hit stop on this one and, and go listen to something else that that works for you. OK. All right. So except girl, don't go back to the first few episodes because girl, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing <laughs> in those episodes. Um, yeah. So. Let's go ahead and get into it, all right? I um, just sat here and lit some Palo Santo because I love the smell. It is very calming for me in case you're like, okay, well, what is Brie doing to relax as we talk? I have my water bottle, my Hydro Flask, my handy-dandy Hydro Flask, which I keep with me literally 24 hours a day uh, by my side with some refreshing water. And... Um, yeah, so that's that's how I'm settling in and, and allowing myself to be present. I also have my notes here so that I can hopefully talk about everything that I just kind of thought about today or, you know, that I wanted to bring to the table, if you will. And if you need your journal or anything like that in case some questions come up that you want to possibly journal through, that is fine as well. So let's go ahead and talk about it. And I want to talk about this because, and first of all, I want to say that I am obviously not a, a therapist or like a licensed professional or anything like that. So if you feel like you need to take that extra, extra step beyond like kind of like what you and I talk about today, please uh, find find a, a therapist, a counselor, someone that is a trained professional to help you uh, get that that healing that you deserve. Okay. All right. So, uh, why do I want to talk about this? I want to talk about this because of course it was just father's day and also because, you know, the, the, the fathers have such a important role. Obviously mothers do as well. Mothers and fathers, they both equally have such or they play such an important part in our lives, whether they're present or not, right? So, for example, if your father was present, I mean, there, this can go so many ways, but all all the all of it affects us in some capacity, okay? Let's say, for example, your father was there, but he wasn't present. Like, he just, he was not able to show up for you the way that you need it for whatever reason, right? That would affect you in some way. Let's say your father was present and he did, he was able to show up for you, not perfectly because nobody can do that, but more or less, he was able to just support you in the way that your growing mind, body, spirit needed, then that affected you in some way. Okay. Or if your father wasn't present, which is my story, my journey, my father was not present. Um, wasn't able to support me in the way that I, I needed as a child, as a young adult, as a woman, then that affected me in some kind of way. So, I mean, whether the father was present in the home, not present, whether he was there a little bit, there all the time, like all of it plays out in our lives in some kind of way. And I, I find that part of that outcome for me was just the stories that I, as I was trying to protect myself and trying to survive, uh, it, it, it came down to like the stories I would 
I would tell myself about myself. I made it mean something. We all do that. We all attach stories. We all make, I think that's just how we're able to cope based on my understanding and learning of like the human mind and, you know, our spirits and things like that. Like we, everything means something. So you can have two kids in the same house, same exact experience, which I guess isn't technically possible since we process things different, but just go with me here. Two kids, same exact experiences. We're going to process those things differently. We're going to think about those things differently. We're going to tell ourselves different stories, create our own narratives. That's just how our minds work. That's just what we do. So, um, yeah. So I know for a fact that me not having a father in the home, like our fathers affect every part of our life. I don't care if it's your finances and what you believe about your finances, your your growth, your spirituality, um, your self-love, how you feel about yourself, how you're able to show up for yourself, uh, your relationships, your friendships, your your work relationships, your environment. Like our mothers and fathers just play crucial roles in our lives. And, it, and, and the relationships that we have with them or don't have with them, however you want to look at it, affects everything. It affects everything. So um, that's why I want to talk about this today. I'm going to try to keep this very brief. So a few things. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, maybe not a few things. I have six things that I want to kind of share here. All right. So Dear Dad, right? Dear Dad, that's the name of this podcast episode. And there's, I guess, a few things that I want to like if I were talking to my dad, and I didn't expect to I didn't expect to go this route. I just had the title Dear Daddy, but I guess clearly this is kind of like a communication to him if you will, but also to us too. And some things that if I could either say to him or even just for me personally to expound upon. That's that's the point of this. And you will definitely have your own. So that's why I said get your journal, get a pen, okay? So the first thing that I would tell myself or my dad or whatever is, um, cause there's some things that I've had to learn on my own. I've had to learn on my own or start that healing journey on my own. And I guess just as a form of self care and also just a, a further step in my healing, just being able to have this conversation, like if I could, I can't now because he has since passed away. So I've never was able to have a conversation with him on this level. So if I could, if that makes sense, these are probably some of the things I would either say or, you know, things I've kind of had to process on my own. So the first thing that I would say is um, I wasn't able to I I, I, I wasn't able to or I didn't learn how to speak my mind and assert myself. So that's a part of my healing journey that I've had to undertake on my own is um, learning to feel comfortable enough to have my say and to speak my mind and and to assert myself. I, I didn't feel like it was a good thing to speak up for myself and I know, or I'm assuming, okay, because there's really no way to know. You can't go back in time and change history. But based on what I believe, I feel confident in saying that 
under the right circumstances for me, I feel like I would have been able to assert myself more and to do so in a way where it's not like um, being macho about it or aggressive about it or angry about it. Does that make sense? Just being able to confidently and boldly assert myself and set boundaries in certain situations. So that's one of the things that I feel like I missed out on. And it took some time to be able to get to this place. And these things that I'm talking about, I'm still working through these things. It's all a journey. So if you find that you resonate with any of these and you're like, well, man, I'm not able to do that yet. It's okay. It's all a journey. It's all healing. Okay. It's all, it all matters. It's all healing. There's no rush. There's no timeline to this. Okay. There's no rush for this, but just more so awareness and reflection. So one of the things I definitely missed out on was, um, feeling like I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't own my voice. I didn't own my voice. I wasn't able to just show up authentically as myself and, and stand up for myself in a, in a, a way that was conducive to, um, just empowerment and health, good, just in a healthy way. I felt like asserting myself, like I, the, when I would assert myself, I would do so from a place of being very angry. I was very angry as a kid, so I would be very angry. So I would just be very aggressive and toxic and harmful, not even knowing that, right? But um, just being able to assert myself in a more loving and confident way that is something that I have had to work through on my own. Uh, the second thing that I would tell my dad is, um, you know, I have, I'm, I'm, and I'm still learning. These are things I'm still learning. So I've had to learn how to receive and it can still be a struggle at times. I've had to learn how to receive because I had it in my mind that struggling Sorry, they're doing fireworks. I don't know if that's going to pick up or not. Um, but I've had to learn how to receive. I was under the impression growing up that struggle was imminent. That's how it was supposed to be. That's how it was always going to be. I had to struggle and to, to get the basic necessities. I had to struggle to get what I needed in pretty much every circumstance and situation. So just working through that and learning how to be open, learning how to receive, um, which was difficult because I naturally, and actually, I don't even know if this was a nature versus, excuse me, nature versus nurture thing. Was that really me closed off, guarded with the wall up? I really don't know. I really don't know because, as you know, everything that we experience contributes to who we are. But I do know that I, I feel at more at ease now, though, again, I still work. I, this is something that I'm still working through, just being able to receive, whether it's a compliment, whether it's money, financial help from someone, even getting paid from clients, okay, Getting paid from clients, sometimes I feel guilty about that. Even though you do the work, you do the best that you can, sometimes just getting paid, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, I feel guilty about that. I feel like I'm like you're taking from someone else. So that's something that I've really had to work through was learning how to receive. It's okay to receive. 
it's okay to receive even if you haven't done anything. Like if someone just wants to gift me with something, it's okay. It's okay. I wish that was something that I would have experienced more as a child because I think that I would be a little bit further along in life. But again, you can't go back in time. You can't change the past. You can just, you know, acknowledge it now wherever you are and move forward, move forward. But learning how to receive um, is a big for me, it was a big daddy issue. Um, let's see. I think I'm on number three now, but I guess I'm not really numbering these things. The next thing that I would say that has been something I wish I had more access to was softness. Softness. Just the perfect storm growing up for me equaled me, like just all the contributing factors of my life equaled me just kind of not not being able to be womanly or soft um and not really in touch it's like I I had a barrier to my softer emotions I I always felt like I had to be on and I think and I know I've said this actually not I think I know I've said this at least once or twice in previous episodes but I'm not sure which ones but just how I was always like on guard on attack I was very slick with the mouth very I will cut you down kind of person very sarcastic I was afraid to allow softness into my life and so this is something that I'm working on just allowing myself to be in touch with my feelings not feeling ashamed for crying like y'all I <laughs> I don't know if this is because I'm getting older or what but like I will watch things on TV like a TV show or a movie or whatever and it'll just be so I'll like be so connected in the moment with whatever that emotion is be it love or just whatever it is and I just it could even be like even the music I'll just be so emotional um and I'll cry I will cry um just over things that move my spirit honestly Instead of just being like so stoic and approaching life all the time, like a little soldier, you know what I mean? Like that would be like, I'm doing my shoulders and kind of marching right now, but you can't, <laughs> hopefully you can feel that energy, but you can't see me, but I need to start recording these like and putting them on YouTube, huh? I know y'all want to see my beautiful face. I know. Um, but just not just being this like hardened soldier, if you will, feeling like it's just me against the world all the time and just having to fight like all my life I had to fight. You know what I mean? That was the, the mood I was on, like all my life I had to fight. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Um, and I'm not saying that there weren't times where I, there, there wasn't softness and all that kind of stuff. I, of course there was. I wasn't like that 100% of the time, but I've had to learn how to let my guard down and embrace that part of me more. And the further I move in my self-care journey, the fur the further, excuse me, I move forward in this, the more I want to embrace that. I want to embrace that. I want to give myself all the love, all the joy, all the all the just softness and and just embracing what it means to be a woman. I, I want that. Because obviously women are very powerful, but I don't want to just embrace the, the, I guess, 
masculine side of me, if that makes any sense. I believe there needs to be more of a balance um, for a better life. That's just that's just how I feel. Um, and just in, in that softness, like allowing myself to be less productive, less hustly, less grindy, that has been my thing for like the last at least couple of years. Like I don't want to live that kind of life where I'm always having to grind and produce and be productive. Uh, case in point, so, uh, yeah, I, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that for like Father's Day weekend, instead of posting content, like I didn't post anything. I, well, actually I did. I think that was on Friday. Was that thing about the bug on Friday? I don't know what day that was Thursday or Friday, but I haven't posted since then because I didn't want to show up in that way. I wanted to be able to just lean into me, lean into stillness, lean into quiet time and reflection and just enjoying the weekend versus producing, 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 trying to get views, trying to get likes, trying to respond to comments all the time, uh, trying to produce, produce, produce. Like I, I don't want to be on that kind of machine all the time. I don't want to be in that hamster wheel all the time. That's just not what it is for me. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not the type of life that I want to live. Um, so I believe there's a time to produce but there's also a time to pull back. Like there needs to be more balance. And I don't want to live my life on social media all the time. That's just not what I want to do. Um, which is weird because I do want to show up more on social media, but as in me, like you, you seeing me Brie, and, 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 and me making that connection with you, if that makes any sense. So you may have seen me post more content with me in my face and I'm talking or things like that are more reels. That's, that's what I want to do more of, but not like I want to do it every single day on this timeline. Gotta produce, gotta, gotta, gotta. Oh, it's a holiday. I got to post all this content. Oh, it's Father's Day. I got to post all these things. I didn't feel like doing that. And I didn't. And again, two major holidays, Juneteenth, Jubilee, you know what I'm saying? Celebration, Freedom Day. And Father's Day. I just didn't want to. And yes, I could have scheduled some stuff. I just, please hear me when I say, I just didn't want to. I wasn't feeling it. And what I was feeling more was me lounging softly, by the way, in the in the bed, um, taking a nap today. I took a beautiful, glorious nap this afternoon. I tended to my plants today on, over the weekend, um, just those kind that's what I felt like doing. So just embracing more softness and less labor, less productivity, less hustle, less, less, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, girl. So that's whatever number. I don't even know what number we're on. The next thing that I would say is, um, just being there for myself. That's, that's, you know, if I could tell my father that, like, I wish he could have been there for me. And so since he wasn't, and again, since we can't go back in time, I have had to learn how to be there for myself um, and turn in more and keep myself company versus always looking to distractions. I feel like we are such a distracted society. We will pick up a phone, turn on the TV. Sometimes we got like 15 devices going at one time. We're, we're, we're on the laptop, let's say, for example, on the laptop, um, scrolling Facebook, 
And and when I say I, I am me and we and and you are me, because I notice myself doing this sometimes too. Maybe I'm trying to process something. I'm like, mm. who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. It's getting a little too hard, so I got to distract, distract, distract. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I could have, like, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm on my phone playing a game. And then I'm, I, I can be scrolling 
Facebook on my laptop or just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that, like just that separating from ourselves and allowing distractions to come in and to soothe me versus me just taking time to support myself and, and, and be by myself and be comfortable with being by myself to give myself the love, support, nurturing, like all those things that my spirit, mind, body need. So just learning how to be in relationship with myself. And then the opposite of that is true too. Like allow learning how to be in relationship with other people. Again, those father wounds that I am healing and working through, like it kept me away from genuine relationships. I didn't know how to function. And this is still something that I am working through. Just learning really, really how to be a, a, a better friend, learning how to relate to other people, learning how to embrace genuine relationships, um, because that was a struggle for me. Yes, I could definitely make friends, but because of my introverted nature, if you will, after so I I know how to shut myself down. I know how to pull back. I know how to reserve. And I know that that can be a good thing. Thus, why I said just in the, the little blurb before, like learning how to be there for myself, but in a better, more nurturing way. But also that can be a detriment. Like there needs to be balance, right? If, if you don't take anything away from anything that I'm saying here, other than that fact, like just learning how to bring more balance to your mood, balance to your life. That is something that can go a very long way. So again, not only being there for myself and learning how to support myself and nurture myself the way that I deserve, but also learning how to, to cultivate genuine relationships with people that deserve me, right? Because not everybody deserves me. Not everybody deserves to have a seat at my table. That's just what it is. Same for you. And not everybody deserves to be in your, your, your space. So you have to learn what people are for you and, and allow yourself to let your guard down to, yeah. And will you get hurt sometimes? Absolutely. But allowing yourself to let your guard down, um, which can be hard because if you've, if you have that, that father wound, and you just have been disappointed time after time after time after time, it can be inevitable that you have that wall up, that you have that guard up. You're afraid to trust. You're afraid to let people in, right? But a part of just um, cultivating better relationships is you have to allow people in. Use good judgment, of course, but nothing's going to be perfect, but using good judgment, let, let your walls down a little bit and let people in, allow people to nurture you and support you and love on you. And if you find that that person is not for you, whatever that means, you know, going back to the first point that I, I made about asserting yourself, it's okay to assert yourself. It's okay to communicate and speak your mind. And, and, and even if necessary, constructively set boundaries, right? Um, so, yeah. And I guess the last thing that I would say is, um, like, being, how can I explain it? Like, being realistic about what the situation was. When I was a kid, I romanticized the relationship. I made my mom the bad guy, or I guess technically the bad woman, the villain. My mom was the villain. 
My mom was a villain, but that's another conversation. But, um, and my dad, since he was not present, based on my memories, um, I believe this to be true. Um, but because he wasn't present, of course I was mad at him, but my mom was the villain. It was her. My mom was the villain because he wasn't there. So I couldn't, I, I, I wasn't able to completely, I guess, put the, I don't want to say blame. I'm struggling to find the right word, but, um, put the focus on him in the way that would make sense since he literally like abandoned me. Right. So I, I guess I romanticized it a bit, whatever that story was, you know, as children, again, we protect ourselves because there's gotta be a reason why someone doesn't love us. Right. Why someone would not be there for us. Right. It's gotta be a reason. So to protect ourselves or protect myself, I'm sure I told myself lots of stories about my dad and where he was, why he couldn't be with us or why he couldn't support me or help my mom or things like that. Um, I can't tell you what those stories were because I don't remember. But I don't remember as a child having many memories where I felt like he was just the bad guy. So I'm sure on some level I had to make excuses or justify his absence, if that makes any sense. So that was when I was a kid. But when I became like, a, I guess, a young adult and even older adult, it was it went the opposite way. There was definitely no more romanticizing of my relationship about or my lack of relationship, excuse me, um, that I had with my father. So it was really just this hard, bitter brie that presented herself and um just bitter about the circumstances um just bitter about him period like just having this disdain and i think that also was just a natural form of protection just having this disdain for him um which partially is justified in my opinion but you know that's neither here or there now but again just me having to allow myself to let that go, even to the smallest degree, so that I could, uh, like for the sake of my health, for the sake of my growth, for the sake of my happiness, for the sake of my freedom and joy and peace. Like, it's hard to be more at peace when you um, are harboring, I guess, ill will towards someone. And... It wasn't just him, though. Like, I I still have some hardness in my heart. I know this might sound shocking, but this is my truth. I still have some hardness in my heart for um, a couple of my relationships. But again, I guess that's a conversation for another time. But when it comes to him, just having to let go and do a little more forgiving so that I could just continue moving towards a place of freedom and not allowing my past to just hang over me like this ever-present dark crowd. Oh my gosh, I said dark crowd. (laughs) I meant dark cloud, not dark crowd. I don't even know why I said that, but um, yeah. So again, just finding that balance for me between not romanticizing so much and also not allowing myself to just bitterly hold on to my expectations of what I feel like he should have done and how he should have showed up for me 
um, as a child, as a teen, as a young adult, etc. Again, can't go back in time, can't make pe- people do things they are not capable of doing or unwilling to do for whatever reason. Um, some things, I guess, we just will not ever know. Some of us, some things we just won't ever know. And I've had to make peace with that. I like, I, I will never know his truth. Now, I don't know when we get to heaven, um, if that's, I mean, I don't know, are those conversations we will even have? We probably won't even care at that point. I don't know, but I feel like I just, I won't be able to know what his truth is. I won't be able to know what his truth is. And so I've had to make peace with just, for my sake, um, just doing my best to let go and just to be okay with what is and moving forward. Does that make sense? So those are the things, like if I could have a conversation with him, those are some of the most pressing things, I guess, that I would say to him or talk about with him. Um, and just being able to speak about it on the podcast is a, another a, a way for me to kind of just like release. And I don't know if this is a convert, like every Father's Day, is this something that I will talk about? I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe not, because I know that, again, it's just such a big thing. I feel like every child, every daughter, since we're women, every, every, every girl needs her father. That's just what it is. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm very thankful that my daughter has her dad. My daughter is very privileged in a sense because... She has me, obviously. <laughs> um, she has a relationship with her father, even though we are not together. She has my mom, so she has her grandmother. She has my her father's mom um, is still alive, so she is in relationship with her. So these are things that I did not have. And, you know... It could have gone either way. It could have gone where she didn't have a father in her life or her grandmother's. Um, but thankfully, it just it, it did. The circumstances did work out in that way. And so I feel incredibly blessed and privileged, even though those are things that I did not have for myself. I did not have uh, grandparents. I did not have, obviously, a father figure. My life was very broken. Very, very broken. Um so I feel like my daughter, I'm just very thankful. If nothing else, I'm just very thankful that she, at minimum, uh, has relationships with more parts, uh, or more people that help or contributed into making her who she is. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that a lot of us have more than what she's had, but then a lot of us have less than what she she currently has. So I feel like she definitely thankfully is in a place of privilege in that regard, if that makes any sense. I'm very thankful for that. Um, But, you know, I just want to let you know that it is definitely possible to heal. Everything that I've talked about, it is definitely possible to heal. Sis, it takes time, okay? It definitely takes time. There is no rush when it comes to healing. We are talking about years and years and layers and layers of trauma and survival mode and possibly feeling broken, unwanted, unloved. Like you don't just 
heal that. Like you don't you, you don't just heal that in 24 hours. It takes time to heal those wounds. We have to, you know, acknowledge that they're there. We have to be present with ourselves. It takes working through a lot of stuff and and uncovering and uncovering. And you think you hit the rock bottom when it comes to you know, touching upon that, that area that needs healing. And then the next thing you know, something triggers you and you're like, oh my God, I thought I addressed this. So you do some, <laughs> do some more uncovering and unpacking and, and healing and things like that. So I, I guess I just want to, my ask for you is that you just be patient with yourself and be patient with the process. I know that we're in a microwave society we want it quick fast in a hurry like hot and fresh pizza whatever that is is that um little caesars i don't even know but um everything is not quick everything is not quick things take time nature um you know it, it, it takes time to do things and so do we we're a part of nature god created us in such a way um it takes time so if this has been if this is a journey you've been on for a good minute you know, I can pretty much guarantee you, no matter where you are right now, that you have come quite a distance from where you started. I can pretty much guarantee you that. You may not even think that you have, but if you really sit with it and take time and look at the growth that you've experienced, the the the, the way your mindset has shifted, even if ever so slightly, just... There has been growth and change. So don't discount, you know, your journey, your experiences. Don't think that you're supposed to be farther along than what you are. And I know that feels hard because I do that too. Like, oh my God, I should be further along than this. (laughs) And I say that about a lot of things sometimes, right? But yeah, you are where you are, you know, embrace that. Embrace the growth you've experienced thus far. Embrace the healing that you've allowed yourself to receive thus far. As Even if you feel like it's so minute, those minute spurts of healing and growth and change, do you know how much um, those things can help you change your life? All it takes sometimes is just a little bit, a little seed, a little course correction to start seeing some significant changes in your life. But just embrace where you are. It's okay. It's okay. You have those wounds that need healing, right? It's okay to to understand that you are where you are. You've gone through a lot of stuff. And it it's going to take some time to to heal. Doesn't mean that you're damaged goods. It doesn't mean that you're unlovable. They're still doing the fireworks. I cannot Um, it doesn't mean, you know, that you're not worthy or that you're not good enough. It just means that there's some repairing that, that needs to take place. And that's okay. It's okay. So I would love to hear from you. How did you spend your father's day and however you spent it, right? If it worked for you, then that's, you won. You won the day. Whether it was, you know, at your dad's or your parents' house barbecuing, um, whether it was you spent time with your 
you know, your spouse's family, whether you spent time by yourself, just tuning into yourself, whether you spend time with your kids and just hanging out and and doing whatever you guys do, like it, all of it, it, like if, if it nurtured you in some capacity, then you won, you won the day. I, I, I hope you understand that just because it's a holiday, like a national holiday or whatever, doesn't mean that that's how you have to spend your day in order to be worthy. I used to think that, like, I had to do these traditional things in order to be, you know, worthy by society standards. I used to lie when I went to school. (laughs) I used to lie and say how I did these things just to make myself feel better because my classmates, like, and I used to hate this about school. I used to hate this thing about school. And I'm kind of just now remembering this, so that's why I'm talking about it, actually. I kind of forgot about this, but... When I was in school, one thing that I used to hate was, um, because I went to a Christian school, and every Monday, if I'm not mistaken, we would have to verbally tell the teacher, like, how did you spend, like, how did you spend your Sunday, for example? Did you go to church? Did you go to Sunday school? Did you go to both? And... More often than not, (laughs) Lord, please forgive me, but I would lie and just be like, yeah, both or Sunday school. Of course, sometimes we would go, but sometimes we wouldn't. Maybe my mom was having a bad weekend or just shit. Life was lifing. You know what I mean? But as a kid, when you have this environment where everyone else is saying, yeah, my family, we went to church. My family went to da 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 and you feel like your home is broken. I felt like it was I was just set up to lie. I'm not saying that they made me lie. Not at all. I chose to lie. But I felt like it was the perfect environment to lie. And then again, during the holidays, obviously coming from a broken home, you know what I'm saying? Where your your mom is struggling. When we would come back from holidays, I would lie and be like, yeah, we did this, this, and this. Or for like Thanksgiving, we would do this, this, and this. Or for Christmas, over the Christmas holiday, we would do this, this, and this. And I'm sure most of the time those were freaking lies. So it was just a lot of like self-protection there that I felt like I was forced to do. I felt like a lot of my life was in this gray area where I was like, trying to be something that I was not or trying to present myself in such a way that I was not and doing like a lot of white lies or lying you know what I mean I felt like that's what I had to do so that I could be seen as valuable seen as worthy that's just what it was I was not definitely not living my truth and it was definitely not okay to live my truth when I was a kid like that was just not cool that's just not what it was so yeah, to get from that point to where I am now, again, still processing some things and still going through some things, still working on reparenting and nurturing myself and, you know, just owning my truth and my story and embracing it and loving myself more and, you know, embracing more freedom and peace and joy and better relationships with myself and with other people and just all that good stuff that we just talked about in this podcast. Like, you know, I've come a long way, baby, like they used to say in those, what was that cigarette brand, Virginia Slims or something like that? Tell me you're a 70s baby without telling me you're a 70s baby. You come a long way, baby. 
what the hell was that from y'all i just be remembering the most random stuff <laughs> random commercials random sayings ra- random slogans random songs so funny how the mind works but yeah that's what it is so again traditional things not necessary for you to be worthy for you to be valued for you to you know be loved and love yourself right you can just toss those out the window if you need to like that's just not what it is anymore that's just not what it is own your truth embrace your truth right when we start to do that promise you like more self-love coming your way more abundance more more peace more security not security in um things necessarily but just feeling more secure within yourself, feeling more confident about yourself, feeling more like life is working for you versus life working against you. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) So yeah, that's it for today's episode. I think at the beginning I said this was going to be a short episode and of course it was not y'all, but that's, that's, that's what I felt led to give and leave leave on the dance floor, as they say. <laughs> so that's what I that's what I gave. I gave what I was supposed to give. I gave what I was supposed to give. Let me end this conversation because I clearly cannot even formulate words at this moment. But yeah, write me, send me um, a message, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Let me know how you spent Father's Day. Let me know if this episode helped you just a little bit in regards to your healing and peace and how you feel about yourself today. Um, If you are in need of one-to-one self-care coaching, you can also email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com and let's talk. Um, If you want more content like this, uh, I do have a Patreon page. If you're looking to support me, you're like, hmm, how can I support Brie the way that she um, serves the community? You can go to patreon.com forward slash brown girl self care and become a patron. And um, if this episode was valuable, as always, girl, share it with your friends. Um, I see some of you sharing it on Instagram. I try to catch them when I can and, and, and send you a thanks, but sometimes I miss it. But a lot of you are sharing the podcast and I love that because I get emails from people that, you know, oh, I found your podcast. Um, so-and-so shared it. I'm so glad that I found it, you know, those kind of things. So that's amazing. We are really building this community together, y'all. And I am so appreciative of, of um, you just rolling with a sister. As, as we do what we do here on Brown Girl Self-Care. So with that said, we've come to the end of the episode. Let's take a breath, inhale and exhale. Man, I feel like we went deep today and that breath was needed. So with that said, have a blessed week. Prioritize yourself and I'll see you on the next episode.